creating a healthy dynamic where, you know, when the other parent isn't there, you're not bashing the other person. Correct. You're not criticizing. You're not complaining about, oh, he does this and she does that. Because you're now the example of how mm-hmm. you deal with conflict. Those kids really see it and they really benefit when they see you excelling and they see you taking care of everything and they see you and you're working as a team with your kids. That is so powerful. One of the things about co-parenting is if you don't have examples of that around you, seek out, be resourceful, listen to a podcast like this, you know, Google co-parenting, work with a coach that focuses on co-parenting so that they can help create and you can start to visualize what life is going to be like that way. Aloha, everyone. Welcome to Aloha Life Unchartered. Oh yeah, we're going on an uncharted adventure where we will explore the unpredictable unrelenting and unfiltered experiences of relationships, love, work, love, friendships, love, family. Oh, and love. Oh, yeah, okay. We'll make sure we put a lot of love into this. <laughs> we are your hosts and real-life couple, Sean Christian and Ari Zucker, and we are inviting you into our world of adventure. Aloha, everyone, and a welcome to another amazing podcast, if I do say it myself. You should say so yourself, because <laughs> it's so. amazing. That's right. Aloha, Life Uncharted. And uh, again, so excited to have Leanne Lazar with us. She is also uh, at home with us as a new coach at Aloha Life Coaching. So we're so happy to have her. And we have started this great series. If you didn't get to hear the first podcast, I hope you get a chance to. Um, But this is our second podcast. It is on co-parenting. Woo, this is huge. Huge, huge. This Um, is the uncharted part we're talking about. And you know, we have some uh, life experiences and uh, that we can share and also sort of some how-tos. So uh, Anyway, welcome again, Leanne. Yes, welcome. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on again, you guys. I I really love this series because I think we are really touching on real problems that people are having right now. We're coming out of a pandemic. Uh, I think divorce rates are at the highest they've ever been. Um, People are panicked. They're fearful. Their life has shifted so fast and so quickly, and people are having to just really um, reinvent new ways of living, new ways of working, new ways of parenting. Kids have been out of school. I know, you know, we're, we're all in California. I think last year, my kids were out of school for 404 days of virtual school. Like that is challenging, especially as a co-parenting situation. Um, so I think that people have more, um, complex, familial, you know, personal home life situations than they've ever had before. A lot of people are working from home. Some kids are home. We, even if they're not home, they have to be home for periods of time when they're exposed or they have COVID, you know, all the things. So I think we are just culturally dealing with things that we've never really had to deal with this quickly and having to make some big changes. Yeah. What were some of the big challenges that you encountered when you were going to co-parent after divorce? During oh, after the divorce, um, or during perhaps you know at any part yeah. of that stage, you're like, wow, how am I going to navigate this landscape? Well, initially, uh, when I was going through my divorce, I I didn't even consider co-parenting as one of the priorities. It was just you know, how do I get through? How do I take care of the kids when they're with their dad? Well, we actually nested. I don't know if, uh, if people don't know what that is, where the children stay in one location and the parents rotate in and out. So you're not immediately splitting up the house. Um, that dynamic was, 
it was tumultuous, you know, for the adults, you know, we aren't in a safe place. We're having to move around. Um, but the kids were in one place, but they only had one parent at a time. So it was different. It was just navigating that, that consistency of what that routine was then going to be at that time. The co-parenting dynamic was not the healthiest. It's just initially it wasn't. There was a lot of work that I put into um, trying to be easygoing. I, you know, I think I allowed, my boundaries were very loose on some things. They were very stringent in others. But I think that during that sort of initial transition, just really sticking to what those boundaries are for you, protecting yourself, protecting the kids from, you know, chaos and, and uncertainty as much as possible. Um, and then eventually moving to um, better communication, um, better understanding, a lot of forgiveness, and really wanting to prioritize the growth and prosperity and, and ability to thrive in this situation, we decided, you know, to, we had a conversation and said, you know, we are still a family. We just are different. We don't live in the same house anymore. We have two houses. You know, we started working together and creating great environments, both places and just trying to be more fluid. Like if one of the kids didn't want to go to dad's and they could stay at mom's, especially when it's new, you know, having, having that ease and allowing them to sort of, uh, be fluid, but it, it comes from the parents. You know, we, we had a conversation, we communicated that we wanted to prioritize the children and in doing that, um, that I think was the, was the, um, gateway to our relationship changing. So, you know, I'm four years out from my divorce now, and we have a phenomenal relationship, but that was the key is the decision to prioritize the kids. And communicate like and that. Yeah. Everybody should be, feel welcome and invited to lay your feelings, your emotions on the table, especially the kids and create that. You said, you know, two different environments both safe havens, both safe environments. Mm -hmm. And, you know, creating a healthy dynamic where, you know, when the other parent isn't there, you're not bashing the other person. Correct. You're not criticizing. You're not complaining about, oh, he does this and she does that. Because you're now the example of mm -hmm. how you deal with conflict. I think that's where things get even more complicated when these kids start, you, you know, we start venting about, you know, what we're going through and the emotions in a way that that is just, a lot for a kid to just absorb, but have, of course, and I talk about grace all the time, but the, the, be a, an example of the values that you want to see when, when a conflict or a dissolution happens, what, what is important to you as an individual? Once we get clarity on that, now that's a process of months, years, you know, it, it really is. But once we define that anchor about what's important here, then we can manage it's easier anyway, I should say, to manage those emotions. You go, well, wait, I'm, why am I criticizing my ex? That's not consistent with who I am as a person. Am I a critical person? Hold on, wait, I don't want to be that person, whether it's with myself or in front of my kids. As we talked in the other one, I'm being so, we get so critical with ourselves. And it's just a natural extension of criticizing the other things that aren't going our way. But you know, once we start to blame, criticize the other partner, the, the co-parenting dynamic has to be so confusing for a kid. 
Absolutely. And as we're still talking about the positives of co-parenting, you know, um, and in, in uh, my divorce, same, we initially agreed right off the bat. Once we agreed that, that this wasn't working anymore and we were going to split up, this all, everything became about our daughter. Now, everything has its challenges along the way. I mean, there's no perfect, not like co-parenting is so amazing. You <laughs> there is no like it's, it's, yeah. there, there isn't, there's still mm. emotions involved. There's still coordinating, you know, there's still feelings involved of making sure everyone feels like the kids are getting enough time with each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Th- those, those things are realistic. And those things are obviously if, if, if these are conversations that you're listening to and you want to share more with, with, uh, I, either one of us, um, Leanne, um, myself or Sean, and you want mm-hmm. to get some coaching on this. I think it's really vital because, you know, even though you're working a relationship out, it's still, it's, it's like that ownership really of your child mm-hmm. is you, you feeling like, well, wait, I'm not getting that time. I'm not getting what I want. And, and why doesn't she want to come over? Or he want to come over and why does she want to stay with mom? And, you know, there's all these questions oh, yeah. where, you know, those, those are, even though co-parenting is, is on and it's good, there's still all these little things that may happen or the ch- children might question. And so, you know, and it's taking into account showing your children how to communicate and how to find love in a, in a relationship that where you're not together as parents anymore. And all these steps, it does take a lot of steps, but it is all worth the time and taking the deep breath and going, okay, let's talk about maybe why your son or daughter doesn't want to go over to dads or moms. Maybe they're better focused in certain, I mean, these all these sort of the steps, right? That no. we have to take, but just to, to, to say, I think all three of us have relationships where we are very fortunate that we are able to co-parent right? Yes, you are right. And exactly. And, and Ari, I've shared this with you multiple times before my divorce, I didn't have examples of healthy co-parenting dynamics in my life. Had I really ever seen until, you know, I moved from the East coast to the West coast and I found you and a couple, you know, another, one of our very, uh, important women in our lives that have very healthy co-parenting relationships had been, you know, in it longer than I had. And, you know, I finally was saw the opportunity of how to live life in a different way. So I think, you know, one of the things about co-parenting is if you don't have examples of that around you, seek out, be resourceful, listen to a podcast like this, you know, Google co-parenting, work with a coach that focuses on co-parenting so that they can help create and you can start to visualize what life is going to be like that way. Um, because before, you know, before I was divorced, I had no idea that it was actually possible. But when I was going through my divorce, after having those examples around me, I said, that is exactly what I want. I don't know when I'm going to get there, but I want to get there. And then slowly it started to take shape and take hold. But the components at the table were also, you know, what we have spoken about before, you know, in our podcasts and for, you know, our members and and who we coach on is, you know, having that clarity, understanding your emotions so that you can move past it and hold space for that other person, even if they're not your love interest or your husband or wife any longer, they are still your children's parent. And they, you know, there's a whole dynamic there that isn't going away. It's there. I think giving each other respect, even if it was a terrible divorce or whatever, just respecting not only yourself, 
but you're the other person. And that comes with communication. If you don't respect that person, you're not going to communicate with them in a way that's healthy. So just working on those types of emotions and feelings and, and working through that to get to a place where you have mutual respect and you can, you know, also have objectivity as well. You know, if, if someone is working out of, out of town, you know, shifting your schedule to, to be a provider, but also the other person saying, okay, look, if you need a sitter or you need a nanny for a period of time, let's work through that. Or, you know, I'm working a night shift. My schedule has changed. I need the kids to go with you for three nights instead of two nights a week. Like, let's work that out. So as you're right, Ari, there's so many logistics that have to get worked out, but if we come at it from me, 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 I want, I want, I want, it is not going to work very well. And then, you know, it's interesting because every relationship is so dynamic and so unique and so different. And if you have a dissolution of a marriage, there's a lot of anguish, a lot of pain, a lot of frustration, a lot of heartache, a lot of, you know, hanging on to these emotions and feelings. And now you're going to try and parent. And if your partner or ex-partner is really struggling with this and they're, they're verbally abusive or well, if they're abusive in any way, it's, you definitely have to remove yourself from that situation. But if you're, you know, I know people who just can't like, but I can't get through to them or her. And, I mean, and you know, it sounds great. You guys have all this wonderful solutions, yeah. but I can't get through them. I, yeah. right. This is that non-compliant partner, that yeah. person yeah. that now yes. <laughs> to the next part. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. how, you know, what are some of the, 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 the helpful tips or insight for those people who are like, look, I'm trying the best I can. I'm doing all the things that you're talking about. I'm working on me. I'm trying to manage my emotions, but my ex is just not, not helping <laughs> not in any capacity. Yeah. yeah. What can I do? That's such a, that's such a great, a great question. And there's a lot of things you can do. People don't think that they can do anything to change the situation and you can. There's a lot of options there. So first and foremost, if you have a non-compliant partner and they're not very consistent being a parent, you know, be aware of having the children with you more. And it might be a damper on your work life, your, your personal life, your personal time. But remember what the priority is here. So if you are coming up against resistance of sharing that agreed upon time, then just be open to negotiating that with yourself. Okay. Well, I think the kids should be with me for the five days during school and you can have them on the weekends or every other weekend or whatever may not be exactly what you wanted it to be or what they agreed to, but just awareness around where there's resistance and doesn't mean that you're, you're succumbing to what they want. And there may be some of that give and take that happens, right? The other options are to, um, go to mediation, you know, have a mediator, be present when you guys are talking through things and try to work it out. Um, that could be a mediator. It could be, you know, a pastor at your church. It could be, you know, someone, a coach, someone, a therapist, um, couples therapy, even after divorce is very, very successful. So, you know, know that you have those resources there, you know, have a third party there, to, to vet what's going on and, but also make the other person accountable. If that person is not going to be accountable, don't think that they're just going to automatically be accountable, you know, give them the opportunity to, to be accountable and to show up that way. And if they don't do it, then it's, 
you're going to have to shift your priority in what the children are and just know, okay, I don't have a 50, 50, you know, co-parenting dynamic here. It may be 20, 80, you know, it may be those other things. And just know that you always have other resources. You know, there are organizations out there that support women, that help women, that give people, you know, free legal advice, stuff like that, but also mediators and coaches and therapists can also be a great third party to help navigate those conversations. And I know a lot of people will say, well, financially, I can't afford it. You can't, you know, or, you know, there's a lot of conflict and those, those kinds of things really need to be, like you said, they need to be personally worked out and you have to find the resources and find someone who's willing to help you or a family member is like, look, I'll help you get through this because there are those really tough situations um, that may go, you know, definitely beyond some of our experiences, but knowing that there is help out there is that, that is the biggest quest for you. If you're listening, going through this, going, I don't know how to get it. And that's when, you know, we have resources. You can reach out to people to say, I don't know how to do this. Where do I start? Mm -hmm. And allowing yourself. And sometimes we have to remove our ego and just really ask for help. And, and instead of making the ego about the other person, it is really about the welfare of your children and a happy life ahead of you. Exactly. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Because if we, if we get entangled in a toxic relationship or we're trying to remove ourselves from it, the worst thing you can do is try and change that other person. Right. It just creates more frustration, anxiety, fear. Like they're just not doing what I want. You're like, wait, 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 wait. What is it that you do want? Mm-hmm. Well, I want them to change. You want them to do the thing. Like, hold on. Mm -hmm. That's great. I know what you want them to do. What do you want to do and get clarity about that and be the change you would like to see in the other person. Absolutely. Example for your kids and the other person. And if they get it, great. If they're not getting it, it's not your responsibility. It is your responsibility and being clear on what is my responsibility and my expectations in this dynamic. Well, it is ensuring that everyone has a healthier, happier existence and that we continue to thrive and grow as human beings. Okay, cool. That's what I want. <laughs> right. So it prevents you from being, you know, swirled into this toxic dynamic that quite frankly, many people, you know, who, who are frustrated and angry, they, they dump their crap on our doorstep and like, you deal with it. <laughs> it's just like, and I think that's what- it's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's not mine. Right. And we have to, it's like, you have to make a conscious choice to go, that's not mine. Yes. I'm going to be and live by the qualities and the values that I want for myself. And just and trust that you're going to be supported. You yeah. know, I mean, you know, Gabby Bernstein says all, all the time in her book, you know, the universe has my back. You have to trust that God's on your side. The universe is on your side. You have the capability of just tapping into the, the knowing and the trusting that the decisions that you've made and everything that has gotten you to this point was is beautifully being played out. You know, you get to decide the future, you get to decide what's going on, but also understanding what fears, you know, you're pushing yourself up against as well. Um, I do think there's a lot of the dynamics where one of the parents, they don't really hold up their end of the bargain, right? And and one parent tends to to hold hold all the suitcases and hold all the things in a divorce. And that that's generally more frequent than a a solid 50, 50, right. Mm -hmm. Um, dynamic and just embracing it, 
and supporting yourself in that way. Like Ari was mentioning, you know, with family, with friends, maybe you have, you know, a, a sitter network that you can work with, um, or even, even other friends, uh, of kids at the same age that can help support time so that you can work things like that. And just, you know, accepting it, it might not, might not feel right at the time, but, you know, for me, I'll give you an example. Um, I guess it was a year after my divorce, my ex-husband was working out of the city that we live in for a year and a half. And that was a very challenging time, but the beauty that came out of it was, you know, I was able to give those children consistency day in and day out hundred percent. They weren't all over the place, traveling here, traveling there. You know, I made some very strong choices around that and it set them on a path of just being consistent, knowing their routine and feeling certain love and supported. And then when dad returned back into town, um, because of, of work, uh, that was a big shift again, but they were settled. They were comfortable then with that dynamic. Was it a lot on me? hundred percent. It was, but guess what? I managed, I got through, I provided the, the, the joy and the happiness that seeing them joyful, happy, and thriving was all that needed to happen at that time. It made me so happy. So it's just an example, you know, sometimes you have to lean in and just do what it takes to make, make sure that the kids are okay. And then wind in the, the self-care and the time and all that stuff. But, you know, it, it was also temporary. It wasn't long-term. That's so beautifully said because really it's, and I, I, I want to share my takeaway with this is that I love the idea of being proud of yourself. If you feel like you have all that weight, you're like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You go, wow, wait, I am doing this. I am doing that. And that makes me a super mom and I have a superpower and it's hard, but those kids really see it and they really benefit when they see you excelling and they see you taking care of everything and they see you and you're working as a team with your kids. That is so powerful. And it really, to shift your mindset, I just want to say, if you could shift your mindset and be that powerful person and own all Mm -hmm. that you do, then that just gets you to the next most amazing place in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, as we talk about co-parenting, you mentioned being a team. I want to give an interesting perspective because I have kids in three different generations. Yeah. I have one in the 30s, their 20s, and their, their 10s, teens. And, you know, as a third party, stepfather is another dynamic in the co-parenting process. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I have experienced and personally is having a sense of understanding of both sides, mm-hmm. and not pick sides. The couple mm-hmm. has had a long history long before you got into the scene, right? And, mm-hmm. and please understand that from both perspectives. You may be in love with the one person, but understand that there is a history there uh, that they share and try to have a level of compassion and understanding for the partner that you're not going to really hear from quite often, right? You spend most of the time with the person that you chose, of course, and along the same with the kids, mm-hmm. right? really give them an, another perspective because they're hearing from their dad, they're hearing from their mom, and then give them a sense of fresh eyes and not how to think, right? Like you're not gonna tell them what to think, sorry. You want them to open their mind on how do you think? How are you feeling? And they have a place to go with very little pressure about, well, you better, you know, you better stay on your mom's side. She's right on this. No, your dad's completely crazy. 
what your mom's doing. <laughs> like, that's not helpful. Yeah. It's not helpful. It's not helpful. And, and Sean, we are going to probably do a podcast about yeah. <laughs> co-parenting <laughs> with, uh, with significant others, when to in- introduce them into the dynamic and the relationship with it's that's, yeah, there's yeah. a whole other, a lot of layers there, yeah. which are amazing and beautiful. And I, I love that you paint that perspective here as well, because when someone is entering into a relationship with someone that is divorced, that co-parenting dynamic affects everyone. And again, it goes back to what we talked about originally, respect and communication. You know, it's, you're not here to bash anybody. No one's here to, to bad mouth other people and, and things like that. Because if people are functioning from that place, they're functioning from lack and scarcity mindset and fear. So, you know, being able to, to, to shift that for yourself, be the example to help the other person shift and communicate and, and decide together what the priorities are. And that also includes other people that are involved if they are involved for long-term, right? Um, and that is, it, it is beautiful and it, it is very healthy uh, and it's possible. Absolutely. That belief uh, in itself yes. right there, I'll just, as a beautiful ending and I'll let you wrap it up, but yeah. just remind people that if you believe, just the fact that you believe you can improve your life with effort, that alone, statistically, research studies will show that just the belief that you have the possibility to improve and create a better life, you'll you'll get there. You will one hundred percent. Did my voice go down here again? It did. It, it did. It did. <laughs> we we love podcast. the wrap up, Sean. It's yeah, so great. This is great wrap up. I love it. The voice goes down. Very, very. It's like it's like nap time. It's nap time now. <laughs> nap time with Uncle Sean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nap time with Uncle Sean. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, it's so amazing, so helpful. I feel like it's so wonderful to talk it out with parents, also yeah. that um, can relate along the same lines. And I, I hope for our listeners, you can take away some special things for this. We're here uh, for you. You can always go to alohalifecoaching.com and you can take a consultation with either one of us, all three of us, Leanne, Sean, and myself, um, if you want to continue this conversation further. Um, And anyway, we just want to thank you so much for listening. And we have yet another awesome podcast in the series coming up. We hope you get a chance to listen. And it's the perfect time of year for our relationship renewal, right? Spring is on the way, kids. Uh, so, uh, thank you everyone for listening to Aloha Life Uncharted, and we will see you and hear you next week. Thanks, Leanne. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>